Hi everyone! So this Saturday we have something a little bit different for you. Every 10k Saturday we bring you a travel recap or an interesting interview and we certainly do have an interview today. It is with Billy Flanagan. He's an actor, he's a dad, he's a real life doll. Now we're going to bring you his 10k5 next Saturday but he had a couple stories that tied into this week's episode so well that we just had to make them their own thing. Hopefully you've listened to our last Wednesday episode, or Imaginary Luxury Travel, because this one is definitely on theme with this 10K Saturday. Find out what we mean. P.S. He's a living doll. And now, it's 10K Saturday with Alison and Lulu. If you really are going to take a spotlight out and put it in your house, could you imagine? Well, I have a headlamp that is a perfect circle. No, you don't. Shine it on yourself, or do you make the person you're talking to wear it so that then you have a spotlight on yourself? Yes. No, that I had said if they ever didn't have a light at Pilar's, I'm going to bring those in (laughs) and just make people wear them. I love it. All right, I'm going to start um, my intro, so just let me be a host for a second. Okay. Oh, you're a great host, though, so. No, you be a host. I hope you don't judge me on my hosting no. skills. Oh, my gosh. No. Here we go. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to 10K Saturday. These are the little bonus features that we have every Saturday. You might be looking for our full episodes. Those are the ones that drop on Wednesday. You can find those anywhere in our podcast feed. They just don't say Saturday next to them. It's pretty easy. And today, I am sitting here with Billy Flanagan as I live and breathe. (laughs) As I live and breathe. We've known each other a long time, since 06. Yes. Does that sound right? When we learned Finding Nemo the Musical Finding together. Nemo the Musical. And, and you, you had been around prior to that, and I had heard of you. I just never met you. Yeah, but let's be clear. I should have said, I am sitting here with Disney legend, Billy Flanagan. You've made like this legendary status for yourself at Disney World. It's so funny, because uh, yes, in a way, I'm not sure that I made it for myself as much as other people have made it because of what I've done. Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah, go yeah. along with it. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed saying... about it and I make fun of it more than I Buy dwell into in it. the fact that I that I am that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Does I that would make not... sense? Yes, let's be clear. I'm not saying that you walk around with pictures of yourself on a t-shirt. That's but I not might what I'm to saying. be funny about and to take away from... You know what I'm you saying? You would with your friends though, right. I think. Because... We would make fun of you. Right. For other people wearing pictures of you on their t-shirts. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think that if you have come to Disney World, when did you start at Disney? What year? 1982. First show was? Kids of the Kingdom. Kids of the Kingdom. It was a castle show. The best of Disney. Yeah. If I would say if you have come to Disney World and watched live entertainment, there is probably an 85 to 90 percent chance you've seen billy on stage between 1982 and today yes yeah what are your top five shows you've done top five sh- okay do you want them in five four three two one doesn't or have one, to two, be three? okay so that's too my, much my favorite show that i ever did here yeah was broadway at the top when i first got here and saw the show 
I was not a good enough singer to be in the show. And really, I really? And I worked my butt off. And finally, after having been here for six years, made it up to the top of the world. What was... That show doesn't exist anymore, so what was that show? It was a Broadway review that was done at the top of the Contemporary Hotel at the time that was a dinner show, and it was written to take a three-month summer hiatus from the stars that used to perform up there, like Rita Moreno, and all these famous singers oh. would perform up there with a live orchestra. I it was didn't the know Bob that. Cro- the Bob Cross Orchestra, and these stars would go and perform up there. And they, it was a very classy dress-up dinner, dancing. They'd do a couple of dancing sets, and then the star would come out and do a one-person show. And because they didn't have any stars booked over the summer, Barbara Epstein wrote this five-person show, and it was two guys and three girls, and the girls had to be a redhead, a brunette, and a blonde. That for was, real? For real. That's how she cast the show. She wow. wanted one of each. And every show she ever did, she wigged them. What about the guys? Blonde, brunette. Um, the guys didn't matter. Although there was a blonde and a brunette, mostly. It was kind of funny. Huh. Yeah. yeah. How, uh, looking back on it, thinking that. But she, this was only supposed to be there for three months. Well, it was so successful that they didn't bring any stars back. It was way cheaper. <laughs> yeah, to have yeah. these five performers. And the show lasted from, I think it opened in 1981 and then closed in 1992, 91 or 92, I think. Yeah. Wow. So it lasted 11 years, supposed to last three months. Broadway Review. Broadway Review. So it, and it only had in that time period one um, makeover to update it. At the time, and it was before Disney went to Broadway, really. So there was no Disney music at all in it. It was before oh, sure. Disney Broadway, which now doing a show like that would be amazing because there's so much Disney Broadway to intertwine that with yeah. the real Broadway stuff. But it was a, a live orchestra, and the singers were phenomenal. And the top of the world cast, there were two. Everything was double cast, so they would also do all the convention shows, and they were the singers in all of the convention shows because at the time they had book convention shows that they would offer to people, mm-hmm. making memories, fabulous fifties, swing, 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 Hollywood, Hollywood, this is America. I mean, there were several of them, and the cast would be the singers in those musicals, and then they'd cast dancers around them, depending on what it was. So not only did I get to do Broadway at the top, I got to do all of those convention shows that came along with it and then became the swing for all of them and I taught all of them. Wow. So that was a great, great, awesome time during my Disney career. And then in between all that, I was still doing some other shows as well. But I would say that was my favorite, favorite show I've ever done. Number one. Number two was Tarzan Rocks. Who could not have loved that? that. Gosh, it was such a great show. Great feature for the singer, the guy singer, especially. It was basically his show. There were two girl singers in it as well, who sang mostly back up until the Shubadoot number, and then they were featured at that. And the the again a live band, stunt skaters, aerialists, dancers. So it had everything, and it made so much sense being in the animal kingdom. But they closed that once, from what I understand, when Expedition Everest opened, the sounds from Tarzan were bleeding over there, and it was the- misthemed. Oh, 
that's so they ended up we're going to enclose the theater well if we're going to enclose the theater let's put another show in there and finding nemo had been put on the burner they were having bobby and Kristen lopez had already written all the music for it and so they said we're going to close tarzan and put that up so that's always that was very sad but i got to open that show tarzan tarzan and close that show so i sang opening day and closing day so that was great the hoop to do review of course i did that show for 36 and a half years just had my last show june 10th of last year you did all three roles i did all three roles taught the show for 15 years and i did the three guy roles and two of the girls roles i performed in the show for, as a guy wait so i performed it as six bits brother two because there was there no, was no dolly and oh, i knew it who was your other six bits when you did that uh that was leonard connor oh i don't know who's him. no longer with us unfortunately okay. but he um it worked really well i bet it did it was, like a it was pre-equity act. so it yeah. was like we don't have a dolly and i just i'll do it sure i, I sure. said so you have to change a couple of lines i'll be two bits won't you greet my brother too instead of won't you greet miss dolly drew i said it rhymes and it's You're a number so smart yeah so i rewrote you know a couple other things that they had to do and it worked out well so i did yeah. one night as dolly but it was two two bits so cool and we were dressed alike so we were like we were twins but it was so funny because it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito because I was you know (laughs) tall and young and Leonard was short and not young and it was funny um and then I did one night as Claire Claire de Lune which was awkward because it was Johnny and (laughs) And who did you play Blair Oh, yeah, Johnny sure. Johnny and Blair were the song and dance team guys, yeah. so we were dressed alike and did that. That was more awkward than Dolly and Six Bits, but so we, I only did that oh, once. Oh, because Claire flirts <clears throat> with a lot of the... Claire flirts with the men, and he would get jealous, and then they would kiss a lot. And how, So, I mean, we, that was a, a bigger stretch <laughs> than the other one was, and I only did one show as that, but I did, performed it once. But you, and you got the show up. I got the show up, and yeah. they didn't have to minus a person. Wayne Gagné was there that night. He wasn't happy. He was, he's a performer and now manager. And I just remember him being like, you're going to do what? You're well, gonna you know it. what? But you have to try. You didn't know unless you try. Oh, no, and I, I never even tried to do Flora because that would just be way too much. Anyway, so that was number three. Showbiz is was a kid of the kingdom show show what showbiz is showbiz, showbiz is. is a million people laughing barnett richie wrote the show and when i first got hired in 1982 that was the show i was hired to do okay but it had got postponed here they were doing it in disneyland they just hadn't brought it yet to california to florida so showbiz is was the show I was hired to do, but we ended up continuing to do the best of Disney and Disney World is Your World were the two shows mm-hmm. that the Kids of the Kingdom and slash Showtime Singers, which was what I was in. There was this same Kids of the Kingdom type group. One was to be put into conventions and the other one was to be used as a travel show because I was brought in during the 10th Centennial Celebration. So one of the groups always traveled to promote Walt Disney World's 10th anniversary. Traveled the country? Yes. So we traveled. So that was, but we ended up not traveling. We ended up instead opening all of Epcot 
we did all the Epcot openings because Epcot opened the year I came. Okay. And then they wrote a new castle Christmas show. So our group did the Sparkling Christmas Spectacular. So that was the first year that that had happened too. Sparkling Christmas Spectacular. So there was a lot to do. But then when Tencennial was over and Epcot opened, they decided to just have one kid of the kingdom group. So they ended up having a massive audition with all the kids of the kingdom the kids would do showbiz is and the other people were either let go or got to go over to Epcot. And I was sent over to Epcot to be in the World Dancer Show. They created the host role for that show because really it was only supposed to be dancing. You were not a dancer in that show. I was, well, I danced in it, but I was not like those, I was only featured in a little Irish jig okay. number. But other than that, I sang. They added singers and the songs for the show, but the original concept of the show is there would be no singing or talking. It would just be dancing. So I was pretty honored that they created that role sort of so that I could still have a job. And I was the Irish guy and sang Danny boy and sang the opening number and the closing number. And it was great. The closing number was funny because they had the whole audience follow the dancers out. So literally by the time I ended the song, no one was in the theater. (laughs) Oh, there's no place like world showcase on the face of the. Bye. bye. (laughs) No one was there. Um, You were also. Ken. And well, that was going to be my fifth. Was it going to be yeah, your yeah. fifth? That was going to be my I'm fifth. I'm so prescient. In the, in the Barbie show. Yeah. Yeah. That probably has made my career on the outside of Disney seem more celebrity-like. Because, because I the... was the first singing Dancing Ken. And because they had made that video that you got with the Barbie doll at the oh, time. I, I didn't so know. So for a penny, you bought this Happy Birthday Barbie video. She was turning 35 years old. So they created the show, and Mattel actually paid for the old world dancer stage to be covered to put the Barbie show there. The show came at a perfect time because Broadway at the top had just closed, and so they put me in to the show as Ken. And the show only lasted a year and a half. Our original show opened and closed the same day. We opened the show, Michael Eisner came, and he closed the show. We went back into rehearsal. They got a new show director, rewrote a lot of it. And um, during the Christmas holidays, we were back in rehearsal for that show. Yeah, it was a very, very touchy subject for that poor director that did the first version of it. But the second version featured Ken Moore, which was awesome. Mattel wasn't thrilled with that because they really thought Barbie needed to be featured more. But the Barbie they hired, who was this wonderfully perfect human being, they found her on the Miss America show. Oh, yeah. She was third runner-up to Miss America. She was a Miss Oregon. And her name was Beth McShane. Still is Beth McShane. (laughs) And she came in the middle of her, you know, reign as Miss Oregon to do the Barbie show. And she was not the best dancer in the world. Admittedly so. I'm not telling you something that would hurt her feelings at all. She was a singer. She was gorgeous. She was personality-wise. She was Barbie. It was just in the dancing she lacked. So Ken had to be featured more to help her look as more of a dancer in things. Barbie doesn't have to be a dancer. She doesn't even have feet that flex. Well, the original concept for Barbie was she was supposed to be a twin and Uh, a point dancer. 
because one of the countries they went to was Russia and she had to do a ballet. So the original show that opened and closed the same day, we did the ballet, but they had a Barbie stand-in. So she wore a face mask and they brought somebody else in as Barbie left with the her like whole a, thing. Like a dream a ballet. It was a double. You were supposed to think it was Barbie as a double. And then she did her whole bow, kissed, 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 kissed. And then the other Barbie ran on to accept the whatever. It was hilarious. But <laughs> she wasn't a dancer. So, sure, you know, sure, they, yeah, sure. and they, at the very, I remember she did this whole end number called, the original song was um, Forever Friends, which was a very slow song. And the, then when that was redirected, it was, well, you gotta have friends. Yeah. And they put Barbie and Ken up on, they put us on these pedestals and they raised up in the air. Whoa. Barbie on one side, Ken on the other. And Mattel freaked her name. I'll never forget it. We called her Click Click Elaine because she had, her name was Elaine and she had these heels that she would, you would know when something was wrong because you would hear click, 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 click as she walked up the Epcot stones to go to whoever to say, this is wrong. So she came in to see the final product and was not happy that Ken was on the same level as Barbie. Oh. Barbie should go up alone. Shouldn't be Ken. Why is he coming out with her at this time? Because originally I was dancing in the opening number as one of the dolls, and then Barbie would come out on her own. The new version had me driving her out. But when I go to do any outside gigs, I will introduce myself and say is there anybody here within the ages of my ages have changed over the years you know 26 to 32 right and if people raise their hands i'm like well great you may recognize me or know who i am i was barbie's boyfriend ken in the magical world of barbie and if you ever bought a barbie doll during that time you got a video for a penny and it was the happy birthday barbie video and the majority of the girls yeah will go oh my gosh i totally remember that i had that i had that video now i gotta show that to my kids oh so my gosh. it's and it's an instant icebreaker for yeah, of course this guy then to make fun of yourself and say i was a living doll you know so <laughs> it it, it that kind of thing is always a great fun icebreaker to people, yeah, and, and it, it kind and of it warms brings them up, up. It brings up a sentiment in them and a childhood memory. There's no better icebreaker than that. Right. So I use that more than I use any of the other shows. But I would have to say, you know, those other shows kind of topped Barbie. She, you know, but she still made the top five. Oh, that's good. Yeah, good for Barbie. And my classic true story. Yeah. If we have time for this, is my kids. I had <laughs> only three boys then. And they were in the fourth and fifth grade, my two older boys, and my youngest was in the first grade, so it really hadn't hit them. They were not so thrilled to say what their dad did for a living because they were boys, and their dad was (laughs) playing with dolls all day. So one day, they come home from school, and they empty their book bags and start throwing papers in the trash. And I looked at Karen, and I'm like, I think they must have got some bad grades. And I pulled some of the trash out, and it was parent career day for volunteers. And I said, guys, what is this? And they're like, oh, you don't have to go. I'm like, oh, I'm going. (laughs) I am going. Because I felt bad that they were so embarrassed that they didn't want to ever say what I did. Yeah. So I show up at the school that day. They tell you to put a whole prompt together, you know, this whole thing together. I brought some videos and I wanted to make it as cool for boys and girls as it was for, you know, just the girls. Now the girls thought it was kind of cool. 
but I wanted my boys not to be so humiliated. So I went in and literally overheard kids talking, you know, like, what does your dad do? Oh, he chains whales at SeaWorld. Goo, what does your dad do? Oh, he, he makes bombs at Martin Marietta. So these are the people that are going to be talking <laughs> that day. And then what does your dad do? He's Ken in the Barbie show. You know, they're in fourth and fifth grade. They're horrible. So now the other speakers go, they had me last. And they were, I mean, totally snooze fests. So I go up there and I'm like, hey, kids, you know, my name's Billy Flanagan. I work at Walt Disney World. I've been there. And I right now I do the magical world of Barbie. And I said, it might sound like a, a job where girls might get excited and boys not, but listen to what I get to do. I said, every day I drive out in this cool Hot Wheels car and I bring Barbie up. And then I go and she, every time she asks for a vehicle to take her to a different country, I provide the vehicle. So I go out into this Jeep, which turns into an airplane. Then it turns into a surfing boat. Then it, then it turns into a hot air balloon. And I get to transform all these things. So I really show them different things about all the cool parts of the show that were not necessarily Barbie, more Transformer, Hot Wheels, so Mattel smart. stuff. Yeah. Cool. And they were like, wow, that's great. So I brought all the boys in a little Hot Wheels Mattel car. And then all the girls, I had brought a Barbie doll. Oh, you bribed them. them. You bribed Completely the kids. Completely bribed them. Good. So from then on, all of their friends always call me Ken. They never call me Mr. Flanagan. They never heard, oh, Ken. You know, so, I mean, my kids are in therapy now, but <laughs> they have been for quite some time. But so here's the payoff to that whole thing. So they went from embarrassed to being kind of okay with it. Yeah, sure. And my son Kyle goes to college in Iowa. We're talking Iowa. Far away. Far away. Karen and I drove him to Iowa. We helped him set up his dorm to be funny. I left a little picture. Now, I'm not doing Barbie anymore by the time he's, you know, freshman in college. Because that was when he was in fourth grade. Yeah. So... I left a little picture of myself on his desk after he didn't know that it was there. We left as they were having an open room dorm come to meet everybody. So they, all the kids in the dorm opened their doors and then people would go in and say, hi, I'm Sue Ever, whatever. So we get a call. We're probably 100 miles away on our way home. And we get a call from him and he said, I cannot believe what is happening here. <laughs> he said, you left that picture? And I'm like, oh, Kyle, I just did to be funny. I'm sorry. He goes, no. He said, every girl that walks in here, he goes, the first girl walked in and said, how do you know that guy? And he goes, ugh, that's my dad. He's just being dorky and funny. And she goes, he's on my happy birthday Barbie video. <laughs> and he goes, well, yeah, he was Ken in the Barbie show. Your dad was Ken? And then she told another girl, and he goes, my entire room was filled with every girl on the floor. <laughs> and I am so popular because you're Ken, I'm Ken's son now. See? That's a, I'm like, remember career day? Remember the <laughs> paper in the trash? You're welcome. How about that? Yeah, so that was a great payoff. So That's so cool. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I use that a lot. So. It's a good one, though. It's a great, fun story. And it's, it's such a long time term how do I pronounce it's like it just shows you how little things will affect you in the long term in really great ways right because if you think back about shows that you've done in the past you know how does that show leave a legacy for you that mm -hmm. show alone has left a legacy for me I was the first singing dancing human Kendall and Ken and I are the same age he was created in 1960 right yeah so 
Right. It's kind of like if they, if you were to do a Ken now, they have done conventions once Toy Story happened and stuff. They never used me. I think maybe they used me once at at a convention to do Ken, but by that time I was older and they were using some of the younger boys to be Ken. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm the same age as Ken. But he doesn't (laughs) age, of course. Ken doesn't age. No. I think Barbie just had her 60th birthday. She did. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we had our 25th anniversary of the Barbie show. Oh, very cool. That's part one of our interview with Billy Flanagan in our historic two-part series. And who knew that it would be such a Barbie week? If you listened to this week's episode, number 112, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you check out that episode. All right, we'll see you next week for a 10K Saturday featuring Billy's answers to the 10K5. See you then. That was 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. And don't forget... With friends like us, who needs amenities?